good morning or good afternoon. Whatever time of day or night it is for you, I hope it's good. Welcome to Everything's Relative, a podcast. I'm Eve Sturgis, your host. I'm here to talk about all the ways that people are facing their DNA discoveries when they are ground shaking and identity moving. Namely, I'm interested in what happens when people learn that one or both of their parents are not their biological parent and they didn't know it until adulthood. Uh, If that doesn't make sense to you, don't worry. It will soon. Just hang out here with me for a little bit. If you were hanging out with me today, like really just hanging out with me, uh, you could have come along on the joyous adventure that I had today of exploring the American health insurance system. Um, So I tried to get a refill for my medication. We had to change health insurance at the new year. This was my first time going in for a refill. The pharmacy wanted $1,200. So we applied my new health insurance, which now insists it doesn't offer any coverage for prescriptions, but instead offers a 50% discount code. Someone explained the difference to me. But anyway, that brought things down to $600. So I said, never mind to the pharmacy. I went home, looked up things online about my health insurance, and what they really want me to do is to order my prescriptions from this mail order company, fine. Uh, And with them, my medication was $36, which is all to say the system is so effed up. I don't, how much, what is their profit margin? If I had gone to the original, anyway, okay. Life is hard. Capitalism sucks. This podcast is not about hard life or capitalism. I know. But it is about the world of DNA testing, which means it's about fertility and pregnancy and birth control and science. So actually, isn't it a podcast about capitalism and health insurance? Like, it actually is. That's my rant. That's my rant for the day. I'm done. Back to our regular scheduled programming. You and me and DNA. Krista is my guest today. Uh, She's in a unique position as far as my guests go, but I think not that unique of a position as far as people in our DNA discovery world go, because I think this happens a lot. Krista contacted me because she is the daughter of a woman who turned out to be an NPE. And And I think relatives, especially adult sons and daughters, are doing their own family tree, thinking it's all for fun and games and family pride. And they end up making discoveries on behalf of their parents that change the lives of a mom or dad or a loved one um, more than it changes their own life so directly. So this is what happened to Krista. Uh, I wanted to hear what it was like from her angle because I want to stay true to my commitment to talk to everyone that it affects. Um, This is so much like a pebble, you know, in a pond and the ripples go out and out and out. Um, Before I roll the tape, I do want to assure my listeners that I did ask Krista if she has permission to tell this story. Uh, And even even that concept lends itself to the complicated nature of whose story belongs to who, right? Um, She has everyone's permission and blessing, but we still went in and we cleaned up some identifying information just in case. I think it's all manageable, but if it starts to feel muddled, the best thing to do is to just roll with this one. It doesn't totally matter who has had which last name or what the details were on all the birth certificates um, for the purpose of the story. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Here's Krista and me. 
talking about DNA discoveries. You're listening to Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis. You're coming in because your mother is an NPE. Yes. But you are the one who figured that out. So, so that is a unique, a, a unique place to be within the NPE community. And there's a lot of you. Yes. Yeah. To, to witness this whole thing as an adult daughter. Um, I think, I mean, I think every, every sort of position within the, within the MPE, like variable is extremely important, but, um, it's great to just get like someone else's, uh, viewpoint from sort of navigating this adjacently. Yeah. Um, and maybe even creating it. <laughs> I'm not sure. But- I- created it. <laughs> Absolutely created it. Okay. Um, so yeah. So tell me, so tell me what happened. So I'm, um, oh gosh, where to start. So in early 2018, um, I started getting into ancestry. I bought a subscription, was working on the trees and finding out all of this information. Yes question what uh yeah. and i don't i don't mean this <laughs> they say as a therapist to never ask your clients why because it makes them defensive so i'm not asking you this as a therapist uh i'm asking you this as a podcaster why yes. did you become interested in ancestry what triggered that for you um i just always like as a child when photographs would come out i was just always enthralled looking at the old pictures and um, a, my oldest brother had done an ancestry test way like years ago and, um, an ad had popped up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to look at this. And I remembered my brother had done it. And so that's what kind of got me started. And then I started seeing pictures of relatives and ancestors and, I've always been enthralled with pictures. So it just kind of kept me going. So got, you got the bug. Yeah. Like yes. you just, the, the ad popped up and you thought now is my time. Yes. Okay, great. Yep. Cool. And I don't watch much TV. So, you know, I'll sit on the couch while my kids and my husband are watching TV at night and that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. It's your candy crush. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So I had been working on the ancestry tree and I'm, um, but I had not done my DNA yet, only my older brother. And so my curiosity kind of got unsatisfied. I needed something more. So my husband and I did 23andMe tests. Um, We should have done our ancestry test first, but we started with 23andMe and our results came back in May of 2019. Why do you say, why do you say you should have done the ancestry because they had all of my information on there, all of my research. Oh, you had already been like so in it that it would have yeah. popped you right in. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there was nothing remarkable for either of us. Um, my mom was born in England and I was England and French. So perfect. 50, 50, <laughs> my dad's French. Uh, we recognized our top matches on our DNA. Nothing crazy. Um, except there was one <laughs> on my husband's side mm-hmm. and she was a second cousin and she was adopted and looking for her biological father. So I reached out to her and said, you know, I have a tree on ancestry for my husband and for myself. I guarantee you, I can find who your father is. 
So we started researching. Um, she was really excited to have her help. Her mom had had, um, you know, never really told her what happened. There was just different stories. She had no clue who her dad was. Um, and then she introduced me to another second cousin of my husband's and who was also looking for her father. Wow. And okay. I, yeah. And so I found him very quickly. I'd already had him in my tree. So we connected the two of them. And at this point I was like, awesome. I'm good at this. Research <laughs> stuff. This is great. Um, so we kept looking for Tony, which was the first second cousin. We kept looking for her father. And in early June, um, we found a gentleman that I believed very strongly was her dad. I looked him up on Facebook and they were identical. Hmm. And he had daughters that were identical to her. Um, they did a 23andMe test in July that proved that they were father and daughter. Um, and their story has been amazing. They've gotten to know each other. She's become part of their family. And so this really just even kept me going more with the research and the family. Um, and I kind of share this part of the story because I truly believe that meeting those two women um, and helping them through these mysteries like really prepared me mm -hmm. for what was about to burst. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I had them to kind of lean on through everything too, um, and ask questions. And I had sent you a picture of the three of us. We ended up meeting, um, later on that year. Um, so during this time that we were helping Tony and Justine, um, we, my husband and I decided, you know what, let's pay up and we'll do the ancestry DNA test as well. Um, and again, everything seemed to come back normal. <laughs> We recognize more matches. Um, I was able to break down just some brick walls. Um, but I could not break down the brick wall of my granddad. Um, and when I say my granddad, that is my mom's birth certificate father. Right. And um, I figured it was because he was born in the 1930s in England. Um, and he his name was Thomas and everybody's name in the 1930s in England was Thomas. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, his childhood stories that he would tell were full of war and poverty. And so I just kind of figured, you know, there's just nothing out there. Um, right. And, like, like records got, bur got burned or some, something just, mm-hmm. And I figured that the same, you know, with DNA matches, not being able to find any DNA matches with him, I figured the same, like, well, nobody in England's taking ancestry tests, <laughs> you know? Um, so at that point, we had sent in our testing and I would call my aunt and my Nana. So my mom's sister and her mom, and they still live in England. And I would call them and ask questions and my Nana would get so angry. She oh. would say, yeah, why are you looking in the past? 
Um, why do you care about all these dead people? And I never really would hear my grandmother get angry like that, <laughs> you know? So I was always very surprised. And I had mentioned to her that I had a match with the last name of, and I said, I don't know who this guy is. He's showing as a second cousin to me. And, um, she got even angrier wow. and she was like, stop looking. And I just couldn't understand it. Um, so I, um, by this time, you know, it'd been a couple more months and I had had my dad test. Um, again, my oldest brother had tested and I started pestering my mom and I said, you know, can you please test? I want to look more into granddad's history. And she was super uninterested. No, I'm good. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, and then I told her, well, I'm going to buy it for you anyways. <laughs> and she was like, nope, you're not going to spend your money on it. And she knew I was stubborn. And so she ended up buying one for her and her husband, my stepdad. Um, and they did it because they knew I was stubborn. <laughs> Tenacious. <laughs> I was going to make this happen. Um, so in July of 2019, my mom's results came back. And again, her ethnicity was unremarkable. She was British. She had a little whales in her, which we were kind of like, oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and um, but her matches were a complete whole other story. Mm -hmm. So she was matching up with people that were my fourth and fifth cousins, but they were matching up as like first and second to her. Which, which is remarkable because that's too close. That's too close to jump a generation like that. Yeah. Or like that doesn't yeah. make, that doesn't make sense for anybody. Let's assume that people listening don't, don't know right. all the, the cousin, all the way the cousins break down. So, so, so that doesn't make sense is the point right. is that that is. And I had been researching like what do centimorgans mean? Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, matching matches. Um, and so I knew that this was a problem, that this gentleman should not be matching her as a first cousin. <laughs> right. Should he be matching you as a he you? so he was matching me a second. Okay. And he wasn't on my dad's side, it was clearly my mom's. And we're like, who who is this guy? we don't know who this is <laughs> mm -hmm. this is and this is mystery yes this is mystery okay. um and we knew all my mom's first cousins she knew all her first cousins um but we didn't know him um so one of my biggest weaknesses besides being stubborn is i'm impulsive and impatient <laughs> okay <laughs> and this is i appreciate you coming just coming forward with some yes. character defects. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a very reoccurring mm -hmm. that I have through this Got story. It. Got it. Uh, and, so, and sorry, can I ask you another question? Yeah. Sorry, Krista yeah. is, is at this time, are you going over these results with your mom? And she's, so, and is she, what's she thinking? She's like, Oh my gosh, I've got a secret cousin. No. So when her matches came up, I was already a manager of her matches. So I was notified through my email. So I checked it and I was like, okay, this is an issue. And I hadn't really said anything to her yet. Um, and I messaged him before I said anything to her. And I said, Hey, 
you know, um, I see you match as a first cousin to my mom, but I have no idea who you are. Do you have any uncles and what are their names? <laughs> I, okay, that's what, so specific. <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I lucked out <laughs> and he responded and he answered all of my questions. And he said he had one uncle named who lived in Wales. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I called my mom and I told her what was going on. And, you know, she kind of laughed about it. And she's like, I always knew I was adopted and ha ha ha. And that's you know, interesting. That's yeah. really interesting for her yeah. to say that before it, it all comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of like give a little background on that, when she was growing up, um, my mom is four foot 11. Um, she's very short. She had two brothers and a sister and they were taller. <laughs> um, and she had a rough relationship with her birth certificate father. They didn't really get along. They had different personalities. He was very strict. And my mom was very kind of free spirited when she was younger. Um, and she just always, even before all this happened, she really didn't have a great relationship with him. Um, now he had passed already when this all happened, but, um, and she would say things when she was a child, uh, I just, I must be adopted hmm. this. No, you, you're not my dad. I must be adopted. And they never said anything. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, she was kind of laughing about it on the phone, but it was almost like a light bulb too. Uh-huh. Like so I I always, that, yeah. That light bulb is, I think, so familiar to so many people in this community. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like that puzzle piece finally just kind of like clicks in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there it is. Okay. Now let's find out more. <laughs> so, um, I kind of said, okay, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to research this? Do you want to leave it be? And I'm in going, I want to research this. <laughs> totally. But I think that's very generous of you to offer the let it be option. Yes. Yeah. And I would have, you know, absolutely let it be if she wanted to. So she was kind of like, you know what? You do whatever you want to do. And I'll contact you when I want to contact you about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I started researching it and I would kind of text her sometimes and be like, Hey, you know, like I have this little piece of information. Do you want it? And she would say yes or no, but she would always come around to, to yes. Um, so I kind of went at my pace and allowed her to go at her pace <laughs> Um, so the first thing that we found was, um, their marriage certificate. And my mom actually found this piece because oh. she went on ancestry. She must've been feeling a little curious herself. Mm -hmm. uh, it, would be, it would be very hard not to be, I imagine. Yeah. And she found their marriage certificate and it said that they were married in 1955. My mom was born in 1953. Okay. So when you say they, she found their birth marriage certificate, who is they? Yeah. 
So I'm sorry. So her mom and her birth certificate father. Okay. So she found her. Okay. So she found her parent. Yeah. Her parents. Her parents. Yes. Gift certificate. I mean, I keep saying gift certificate. Marriage certificate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she found their marriage certificate. And it's. Yeah. And she'd never seen it before. No, she huh. just. He says, I think I've seen it before, but I must not have like put two and two together. I think, you know, what's funny is like, I'm just thinking right now, like, have I ever seen my parents? Right. What uh, wedding marriage certificate? I, 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 I assume I know the year they were married, but actually that's just because they've told me. Right. right. Like I have, we have photos, but like, I've never put anybody's feet to the fire about it. Well, and the interesting thing is, and so they always told their kids that they were married in 1952. Aha. Yes. Okay. So the interesting thing is, I don't even know how long ago, but maybe seven or eight years ago, I had had a friend of mine who made like a lot of personalized pieces Mm -hmm. of different things. And so I had her make this um, wooden tree for my Nana. Yeah, it must have been seven years ago because it was right after my granddad passed away. Mm -hmm. And um. I went and looked up the dates and I saw that they were married in 1955, but it didn't click it. And so I put it on the tree and I put everybody's birth dates on it. And I was going to visit them in England. I brought it with me and I gave it to her and she would not put it up on the wall. And I was like, gosh, like, it's not ugly. (laughs) And I didn't understand why. And now it's like a puzzle piece. She didn't want that marriage date because it said 1955 it didn't even say anything <laughs> I was trying to imagine yeah poor grandma just <laughs> sitting there and being like just in a conundrum at her at her age you know at this place in her life and just being like oh oh no like I can't <laughs> put that up she probably yeah. wasn't laughing like I'm laughing but I'm, I, my heart goes out to her yeah, and I had no idea. Of course. And like, she's probably like, am I annoying American grandkid? Like won't stop yes. asking me to like, put this thing up. Like, what do I do? Oh, <laughs> uh, home in a week. So she won't right. know. Uh, so it was, it just, yeah. All those pieces going back. Um, so my mom had found that and sent it to me and she goes, yep. Looks like I'm adopted. Ha ha ha. And then just kind of didn't say anything else. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to find your birth certificate now (laughs) and see what's going on. So what we ended up finding was two birth certificates for my mom. Um, Her birth certificate, her first birth certificate, she was labeled as Joan Pamela. That's not her name. Her name is Pamela Joan. (laughs) Joan is her mother's name. So when she was born, her mom named her Joan Pamela. And it said on the birth certificate that she had no father. It was Mm -hmm. just there. Same birth date, same hospital, same everything. And then the one 11 years later, it was redone to say Pamela Joan enlisted Uh, My granddad is the father. So we are at this point going, okay, so there's, I mean, this is just 
proof. You can't deny this proof. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Can't deny this. Um, so, you know, a few days later connected with my mom, we talked about it. Um, and I said, so your dad is probably Robert's uncle. So I said, must be your father. Now is probably a more common name. <laughs> I was going to say, oh boy. And Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like Googling and putting his name in Facebook and I, uh, you know, <laughs> sending my mom pictures like, well, this could be your dad. This could be your dad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just, I mean, there were just some ridiculous pictures that I would send her. And we, it was good because I think, um, there were some times where it put a little laughter mm-hmm. <laughs> into mm-hmm. what, um, and so again, I reached out to Sandra and I said, okay, so I'm looking for, um, and again, she directed me to some sites. It's, um, called free bmd.org.uk. And it's a website that has copies of birth certificates, copies of marriage certificates. And you can also see um, like when people got married and what kids kind of came from it, that marriage, um, if you know the area of the UK. Right. Sounds a little confusing, but you, it's easy to get into. But once you get into it, you really do have to be aware of what you're looking for. Right. So she guided me there but you know she was great at guiding me (laughs) Mm -hmm. she was like here is this old dusty resource library that is a little bit disorganized but good luck so good luck but that may be where your answer is right yeah um and she knew already because she had looked and she Uh and she was like yeah you got it like she was uh she was wonderful um At this point, my mom, and this is another thing that um, you should not do. Okay. Note, (laughs) I'll take note. Everybody take note. Listen up. Not do this. So my mom called my aunt, her sister, and asked her to do a DNA test. And my aunt had no idea of what was going on. And my mom said, we just want you to do it for fun. Mm -hmm. But my mom really, we wanted to see if she was going to be a half sister. Right. So when you say what not to do, you feel like saying just take it for fun is the dangerous. Yes. Okay. Manipulation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now, now that she knows everything, she's kind of like, you tricked me. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) And we did. (laughs) Right. It'd be interesting to know. It'd be interesting to know if she would have refused to take it. Um. So at this point, we were beginning, um, nearing the beginning of September. Um, I had just booked a trip to England for that October to go see my Nana, um, my mom's mom. She had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so I wanted to get out there and, and see her. And I think I was almost hoping to go there and maybe like find some information on my own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so through the beginning of September, you know, like I said, I had been Googling and Facebooking, but I was also researching him on Ancestry. 
Um, and I had found, found who I thought was him. Um, and so I was looking for his ancestors, but I couldn't find like much about his current life, but I did about his parents. So my mom wasn't too involved in the research at this point, um, but she would ask when she was curious. And I learned that my biological great-grandparents, mm-hmm. so her biological father's grandparents, had lived in a cottage called in Wales, and that it had been passed down, kept being passed down for everybody. And so I did a Google search and it showed that my mom's biological father and his wife lived there. Still. Still lived there. Yes. In this Welsh heirloom cottage. Yes. And mm. I, oh, I didn't send you a picture of that one, but, um, and right in my face was an address and a phone number. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So they're my so, they're, they're so sweet in the UK. Okay. Yeah. In Wales. Yeah, they mm-hmm. Everything. So I texted my mom and she said, Well, I'm certainly not going to call him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm heading out on a trip to Spain with another couple. Um, and she said, just let me know what you find out when when I get back. So I took that as permission to call him myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so on Saturday, September 21st, 2019, uh, my kids were playing nicely in the house together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so out into my backyard and I called Brian. Mm-hmm. And um, a gentleman picked up the phone, but he sounded real, really young. He didn't sound like an older gentleman. And I asked for Brian. He said, oh, this is me. And I took a big pause and I blurted out. And I said, well, my name is Krista and I am your granddaughter. Oh, interesting. What an interesting <laughs> way to start. Okay. Yeah. Just- and um, I told him who my Nana was, mm-hmm. her name. And what year my mom was born and where. And he said, in a very British accent, mm-hmm. he said, this will wind me up. Yeah. <laughs> and said, can I have your phone number and can I call you back? Yeah. And I said, well, um, I live in America. Mm-hmm. So he's already thinking this is like a joke. So, so question, for, question for you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. What is going on? for you and your feelings of identity during this time? So because it turns out you're not who you thought you were either, although it's a, it's your generation removed. Well, what's happening for you during all of this? So for me, it was actually really hard. I, um, you know, my mom had come to America because she had met, met my dad who was a GI that was stationed near her. And I grew up very, very close to my family in England. Um, my mom made sure that that bond was tight. And I actually grew up very close to my granddad. Mm. Uh, I would go over and spend summers over there and he would take me everywhere and show me everything. Um, and, you know, my mom didn't really grow up close with him, but I definitely had an incredibly cl- close relationship with him mm-hmm. and my Nana and everybody else as well. 
So, and I'm very, very proud um, growing up that, you know, I have family in England. Sure. (laughs) I I just uh, very, very proud of that. So it was really, it was really hard for me. Um, As exciting and impulsive as I can be. And as much as I kind of took the bull by the horns (laughs) to research it, it was still very like, oh, okay, this, you know, and I have three cousins who also grew up very close to him who are his granddaughters. Mm. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not his granddaughter. I am, but I'm not. (laughs) Right. Right. And so it was tough. And I remember calling my older brother before my mom had told him and crying on the phone with him and just like, and he was like, it's okay. Like he wasn't really as bothered. He's like, mm-hmm. this is cool. We're going to have new family. Like, you know, don't worry about it. But it was tough. It really mm-hmm. was tough. He really, um, my, my granddad really, he was a wonderful, wonderful grandfather. Fantastic grandfather. Um, and he had had Alzheimer's. So the last time that I had seen him, he didn't even remember who I was. Mm -hmm. So it was just. So there's heartbreak upon heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard. Um, And it was hard to see my mom going through it too. And being the one who's giving her this information. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Did you ever think like, I'm going to stop that I shouldn't be doing this. Let's just like close this up. Never. Okay. Never. Nope. I, once I got going, I knew, um, I had to find out whether it went good or bad, whether, um, we found anything or not. It just, we had to get to some kind of end point. Mm-hmm. Like a closure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you call, so you call this man in Wales and he yes. says like, is this a joke? And you no. say no. And then, um, so he's going to email you. Is that yeah. okay? And it turns out that the person that was on the phone was actually Brian's son. And he had pretended to be Brian because he said that they get a lot of scam calls. So he often says he's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. make- There's just yeah. a layer there that like, just a yeah. little accident, an accidental extra layer in the experience. Okay. <laughs> um and surprisingly, he explained to me that remembered my Nana very fondly and he would really love to speak to me some more. Um, and he wondered if I had Facebook. Aww. So we connected on Facebook Messenger and started talking. Now, <laughs> so he told me that he was one of five and he had a twin brother. So I'm sitting there going, okay, so my mom has five more siblings, two of them, which are twins. So my mom's now the oldest of nine instead of four. Mm -hmm. Uh, We exchange some pictures and then randomly my mom texts me and says, "Um, hey, have you found out anything? (laughs) (laughs) It was like she knew. Mm -hmm. She's sensing it. It's, you know probably 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night there. And, um, I said, well, I'm talking to one of your brothers right now. (laughs) 
So I added her into the chat and it's important to know that when I added her into the chat, David and I had not discussed any of like the story. We had only discussed very surface level things, um, you know, that he was one of five and a twin brother and nothing, you know, nothing. nothing about the, the, the hows and the what fors of this whole yeah. since situation. Okay. So uh, my mother gets on the chat um, and I, if we had discussed this before, I would have warned my mom. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. And he says, um, we have known about you for years. Oh, <laughs> that's very different. Okay. Yes. And so I think my mom and I were both shocked. Um, and me being impulsive, <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, what? How? Oh, my God. Tell me the whole story. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, it became a lot very quickly. Uh, <laughs> and uh -huh. he says, well, first, you tell me how you got my cousin's DNA. Because <laughs> he didn't really understand right. how everything works. Got it. <laughs> so um, we kind of agreed to end the conversation there mm -hmm. and get some sleep and I'll talk in the morning. <laughs> right. And I was really upset with myself. I was crying. Like, I totally thought I had blown it. Like, you know, my impulsivity. Here I am. Like, tell me the whole story now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just, you know, I thought it was done. Um, and the next day I heard nothing from anybody. Mm -hmm. and Including your mom? Including my mom. Mm -hmm. But then finally she texted me and they had been messaging all day. Just the two of them. Good. And everything was fine. Um, she found out that one of the five siblings was a sister who was four months younger than her. Mm -hmm. um, twin brothers and then two more younger brothers. Um, and they had all known about her since they were teenagers. That's um, interesting. They, okay. I relate to that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And they didn't know the whole story, but they all knew that their dad had a daughter named Pamela out there that he had never met. Oh, he even knew her name. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Um, he had a few pictures of her, like when she was a toddler, but that was it. Um, and even one of the brothers, he would often Google like Pamela looking for a brother. Right. Whatever <laughs> Google term you can yeah. come up with that <laughs> somehow might. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, and my mom eventually joined a group chat with all of the brothers mm -hmm. and was connecting with her sister through email, but she had yet to speak to Brian. Um, Cause you know, we really didn't know like, well, why hadn't you seen her? Mm -hmm. Like what's the story? And the siblings didn't really know. Um, and then, so a lot of the times, like when I hear your stories um, on your podcast, um, the people that, you know, do your podcast with you. I'm always amazed by the coincidences that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it just, and it's always like, that can't, that can't really happen. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And so a few days into this, I received a message from Dave's daughter. Mm -hmm. And she introduced herself and she was super excited. You know, I'm your cousin. Mm, Cute. Um, And then she told me that her boyfriend was from Connecticut. Uh Being in Wales or England. They were living in England. And she said, you know, I happen to be flying to the U.S. the first weekend of October to go to a wedding in Plymouth, Mass. How funny. And Plymouth is about an hour and a half away from where I live. So close. Oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) just crazy. And um, so she said, would you want to meet up? Um, And so I was all in. And I said, yes, yes, I want to meet up. Absolutely. But my mom was a little bit hesitant, but Mm -hmm. she finally decided that, okay, let's go. And we went that weekend. Um, I actually sent you a picture of that one too. Uh, I'm going to look. It's, so it's the one with the three women standing in like front of the window. Mm. The third one. Like a close up. Like a very, very. No. Wait a minute. No. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's me and my mom. And so you're. My- okay. So your mom is the a very petite 410 woman in the middle. Yep. <laughs> oh, look at her cute sweater. Um, okay. And my question, f- and, and, and at this point, does your mom have any support outside of you? Yeah. So my stepdad, um, they've been married for, you know, 30 years and he was absolutely her support. Mm-hmm. One um and she had also had to tell the couple that she was on vacation with (laughs) sure (laughs) that'd be a hard one to hold in yes and they are their best friends so she really had a lot of support Mm -hmm. besides me okay Um, and And different support sure and had you guys had you connected or knew about and known about any of like npe resources at this point like facebook groups or I had been on a couple of like the DNA search Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. but my mom had joined probably like, I don't know if she joined it when she started talking to her siblings or if she joined it a little bit before, but she had joined an NPE private group. Uh I'm not sure what it's called. Oh, I wish I but it's a private group where you have to do a lot to get into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few of those. Yeah, and so she had joined one of those, and so she was getting a lot of support from there. Okay, too. good, wonderful. Phew, I'm a little bit relieved. All right, continue. So we met my cousin Sam, and it was awesome. Um, and that was the first week of October. So this was a week before I was going to England and my mom still hadn't told her mom or her siblings. Um, and here I am getting closer to the date that I'm going to go. I'm nervous. She is nervous. She knows I'm impulsive. She's I'm nervous. I'm nervous right now. (laughs) What's going to happen? Um, she's, you know, saying, are you going to be able to keep this in? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh <laughs> you know, my God, Krista. <laughs> gotta be honest. I have no idea. Honest. Yeah. So okay. my mom ultimately wrote a handwritten note to her mom. 
um, in the case that I spilled the beans. Mm -hmm. I was only to give it to my Nana (laughs) if I spilled the beans. That was it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Only to give it to her spilled beans. And the note was beautiful. She explained she knew, but she wasn't mad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that whenever my Nana was ready, my mom was there to talk. It was just, you know, a beautiful letter. And my mom wasn't mad. She was upset and disappointed, but she was never mad. Mm -hmm. Or if there were times where she was mad, she quickly kind of recouped. You know, my Nana was 17. Right. In the 1950s. (laughs) So anyway, so there I was at the airport and I was waiting for my flight. I've got the note in my bag um, and my phone rings and it's my mom. And she says, now I'm getting ready to get on an overnight flight to England. And she says, um, Krista, I wanted to let you know that I told your aunt everything. She will be there to pick you up at the airport when you arrive in the morning. And she's very upset and she does not believe a word of it. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. I didn't. Okay. I so, guess I hadn't, I hadn't predicted. I mean, I hadn't predicted anything, but like that. Nope. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. So I didn't sleep <laughs> at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea what I was going to be walking off that plane to. Um, and I walked off the plane to a very upset aunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Upset, um, upset, angry, upset, crying, upset, angry, upset, crying, disbelief. Um, she just and then like she wouldn't. She's like, I don't believe it. But then she would be like, what did this man do to my mom? Mm. And then back to like, no, this can't be true. Um, but she was in complete denial. And I had brought with me not only the note, but I had brought with me copies of the marriage certificates, mm-hmm. <laughs> birth certificates, everything, just in case. Um, so she saw all that stuff and she was still in denial. Um, and she you know, went into this whole big story about how my Nana met my granddad, my mom's birth certificate mm-hmm, father, mm-hmm. before he went to Egypt with the army. And um, she said, and we have pictures of him in Egypt at home. And I kind of thought about all of my research, and this is a good little tip to share. <laughs> and I remember seeing a lot of older pictures always have the dates written on the back. Always. Yeah, Every- it's so frequent. Yeah, wrote- yeah, yeah. Yep. So I said, well, let's go back to the house and let's look at the pictures from Egypt and let's look at the back and see what the date says. And sure enough, my granddad was in Egypt in 1953 uh-huh. when my mom conceived and born. Right. <laughs> Not 1951. Um, my um, granddad did not know my Nana when he was in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was a big part of their story that they had met before he went to Egypt. Right. Before Egypt. Yes. But they didn't meet until after. Okay. So, okay. So you, okay. So you figured out that they didn't meet till after. Yes. Um, so, and then when she was looking at the pictures and the dates, her face just completely changed. Oh, like that was the proof. Mm-hmm. That did. Um, she did not want to tell my Nana. Mm-hmm. She wanted to just leave it as it is. Now, while all of this is going on, um, my uncle, my new Mm -hmm. uncle, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's messaging me and saying, when can we meet? Mm-hmm. And he was about an hour and a half away. And um, I was only there for the long weekend. And I so badly wanted to go and meet him. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. Because my aunt was so worked up and upset for me to ask her, can you take me down there? No, 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 no. <laughs> Can't. Mm-mm. But not do it. Um, and I think, you know, I do think that I hurt my uncle's feelings a little bit. But I really didn't want to continue to hurt my aunt. Yeah. As much as I wanted to see him. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and my other uncles were further away. So it wasn't, they knew I was only there for a little bit of time. So it wasn't as much them. And I think my, my uncle and I had created a closer bond at the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, my aunt knows, and then she was adamant that my Nana never, ever, ever find out. Mm-hmm. That we know this ever. Nobody else know. This is just for us to know. Um, she was worried about my nana's reputation. <laughs> I mean, hey, hmm. you know. <laughs> um, she didn't even want to tell my mom's brother that she grew up with. Um, but I convinced her that it was only fair to tell him. Like, at least let's tell him. Um, so he came over and I told him, um, and he and your was, mom, your mom, was your mom a part of that decision? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was. Um, and he was very much like kind of my older brother was like, okay, like we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, no big deal. <laughs> um, so I left that weekend without telling my Nana but I did leave my mom's note with my aunt and my mom and I both told her that if you decide to tell her, you have this note. Mm-hmm. So there's this like crazy note <laughs> floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, so through October, we spent time um, getting to know everybody through the group chat. She ended up talking to her dad mm-hmm. um, and he, you know, she calls and he picked up and he said to her, um, this is my Pamela, my Pamela. Wow. And it was, I mean, he had been in ill health and my mom's new siblings um, had said that it just perked him right up. Mm-hmm. And he really, really needed it. And his wife was equally as kind and welcoming. Um, she had known about my mom, obviously, too. And so she was, um, you know, very excited to meet my mom, hmm. um, to talk to my mom. I tried to talk to him on the phone once, but it was really hard for me to talk to him. Um my granddad had been gone for so long. Um, it was just very difficult to get on the phone and like, be like, I'm talking to my grandfather. Right. Like the conceptually. Yes. It felt overwhelming. It was very weird. 
and hard. Um, so I decided to write him letters instead. And mm-hmm. from what I hear, loved that mm-hmm. just as much. Um, so in mid-November, mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom got on the group chat and she said, um, I have decided to come to Wales in two weeks to meet everyone. So now I kind of see where my impulsivity comes from. <laughs> uh-huh, a little bit. But somehow all five of them were able to drop everything mm-hmm. and they met my mother in Wales. Um, I sent you some pictures. Yeah, I feel like I have those pictures. Yep, I have those pictures. Um, and they, so my mom and my stepdad flew into London where one of the brothers picked them up mm-hmm. and drove them. Um, my mom spent time with her father. Um, she found out just where her height or lack of it came from. There's a picture of her and her brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're about the same height. <laughs> and she told me that she just fit in perfectly. They have the same sense of humor. Um, you know, so just a lot of those puzzle pieces that were missing again, just all clicked together. Um, and she really, really enjoyed her time. So uh, the story goes right that my mom's bio father met my Nana at a party. He was in the army and he was stationed nearby mm-hmm. and she was 17 and he was 19. They dated a little bit and she became pregnant, but he was due to go to Korea. Um, and he lived in Wales <laughs> and it was hours away from where my Nana was. However, he asked my Nana to marry him and she said, no, she, and she told us, you know, after we talked with her about it later on that, um, she just, she didn't love him. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't the one for me. This wasn't the practical choice. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so he moved on to his next station. Um, but he wanted to stay in touch. Um, however, they didn't stay in touch, um, which we'll find out more about. Um, and he started dating his current wife and then soon found her pregnant with his child and they married before my mom was even born. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the story that he had told my mom. Um, after the four days in Wales, my mom and stepdad took a train to England to surprise mm-hmm. my Nana for her birthday. <laughs> and because they were like, oh, we're here. And right. it's my Nana's birthday is November. Mm-hmm. So they arrived in England to my aunt. Your mom and my her, stepdad. Your stepdad. So her husband. Yep. Okay. Her husband. Um, so they arrived in England to my aunt, who was really, really upset. Um, she was having a really, really hard time hard time. Like I said, I think she had the hardest time out of, they were so close and she was really upset. You know, she had feelings of why do I have to share you? Mm. Mm -hmm. You invite me over to America for Thanksgiving. Are you going to invite them now? Um, How this, when you come to England, um, you know, cause my mom, when she would go to England after I got older and moved out of the house, it would be for long weekends. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and now my aunt was like, well, now you'll have to come for 10 days because you have to spend five days there and five days here. And it was very like, she just didn't want to do this. Yeah. Very terrible, like territorial, yep. but it sounds, but it feels like a more, I think it's probably more of a primal territory thing than, yeah. um, superficial jealousy or something yeah. like she just could not conceive of sharing yeah. her favorite person in the whole wide world. Right. Yeah couldn't do it um and she was still adamant that my nana is not to be told we're not going to embarrass her we're not going to ruin her reputation that's it that's final (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so now at this point though everybody knew right so even my cousins knew so Mm -hmm. my mom's brother his girls all knew about it Um, and even my Nana's sister, her granddaughter knew. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. So, because we had asked her because my Nana and her sister were very close and, um, we had asked my Nana's sister's daughter, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, did you know about this? And she said, nope, my mother never breathed a word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so for us, it was kind of like, okay, well, everybody is talking about it behind her back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about her. Shouldn't we give her the option and the choice to share her story? <laughs> Ugh, tough, tough call. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of days into their visit, um, my own mom, my aunt, my Nana and my stepdad went to the shopping center and, you know, my Nana was struggling to walk. So her and my stepdad had coffee while my aunt and my mom went shopping. Mm-hmm. And my stepfather strongly disagreed about not telling my Nana and had told my aunt that he strongly thought she should know before they left. So it could be done in person. Mm-hmm. Um, remembering, you know, that my Nana had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and she was in Ill, Ill health. So this could be the last time that they saw her. Um, so they were sitting at coffee and he decided to drop the bomb. Wow. You guys are a tangled <laughs> family of yes. impulsivity. You guys are impulsive people doing yes. things for other people. Wow. Okay. And so he said, Joan, um, do you know where we just came from? And she said, well, no, <laughs> he said, well, we went to Wales. And she said, oh, how lovely. And she's drinking her coffee. And he said, do you know who we saw in Wales? No, no idea. And he said, uh, Pam's father. And he said that her face just kind of dropped. And she instantly started denying. What are you talking about? Who is this? And it wasn't until my stepdad said, um, well, Brian has pictures of Pam as a young child that your mother sent her and she got furious and mm-hmm. said my mother should never have gotten involved right I totally those pictures and then she just realized well I admitted it yeah the cat <laughs> is out of the bag all yeah. right a man yeah her mother uh, meddled Stepdad meddled, you meddled. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You guys have got 
fingers in all the pies. Yes, we do. Um, so when they got home, my Nana was able to tell her story. Um, and everything that had said was exactly what had happened. Um, she was 17, living at home, found herself pregnant, had asked her to marry him. She declined. She wasn't in love with him. She didn't want to be an army wife and she didn't want to live in Wales. Um, so she had made the decision to go live in an unwed mother's home and she was going to give my mom up for adoption. Um, except she decided she couldn't give my mom up for adoption and she ended up running away from the mother's home and went back to her home and she gave birth to my mom and kept her. Um, they lived with her parents until she met my granddad when my mom was almost two. And they married shortly after. Um, and so my nan and granddad married. They made a pact that they would never tell my mom. My granddad would raise her as his own. And that was that. Mm -hmm. And every single person in that generation kept that secret. It's amazing. So my mom's brother, the original sibling I spoke with, he ended up being diagnosed with a neurological disease that is causing his muscles to stop working really quickly. Oof. And so, you know, my mom met everybody right before all this happened, right before her biological father passed away, right before he was diagnosed with this, right before COVID, like the timing is just not lost on any of us. My Nana just recently passed away this past June. So she was able to tell her story and I can't really speak for like all of my mom's emotions about mm -hmm. all of this, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but I do know that I think that we really lucked out in our story. We've all become very close to all of her siblings. They send us Christmas cards. They know my favorite English candies. <laughs> mm -hmm. they, um, they talk every day on instant messenger on um, Facebook messenger. Mm -hmm. We have a chat. She, um, you know, and she's loving just every minute of getting to know everyone and vice versa. Um, and she forgives my Nana with every bone in her body, in her body. No, because again, she was 17 in the 1950s and it was a completely different world. Mm -hmm. um, and she'll, she'll say every time we talk about this, she'll say that the only thing that she wishes is that she was told when she was in maybe like her twenties or thirties so that she could have gotten to know everyone. Mm -hmm. she knows that if she had been told before then she would have rebelled just because of how her personality was, mm -hmm. and right. how, you know, uh, relationship with her birth certificate father was already. So she just wishes that once she had grown up and matured and had a family of her own, that we all could have kind of grown up together. I was born in Germany in 1982, where my dad was stationed, and her brothers were in Germany stationed there as well at the time. So there's just so many coincidences mm -hmm. that could have connected everybody. I also think that this situation brought my mom and I closer together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were able to go through feelings together and... Um, you know, I was able to help her and it was just a good bonding experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, 
I suppose it's a, it's a, it's a situation that could have torn you apart. Mm-hmm. It could have just completely destroyed you, but yes. So, so, um, so in that way, it's really interesting that you went through it together. Uh, it's really interesting that you went through it together in that, in that way. Um, yeah. And it brought us closer. Yeah. Um, you know, and my mom's not an extremely emotional person. She is British after all. I know she's British. I was going to say like every time you're like, and they didn't say a thing. I was like, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. And she told me that, you know, she cried a lot that week when she was meeting everybody. And, um, I have a habit of tracking my mom's plane when she travels Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just, you know, where she is and coming back. And when she was coming back from um, meeting everybody, her, I was tracking her plane and at the bottom of the screen, there's, um, they'll say like the route, a name for the route, Mm -hmm. like, you know, something like Tusky Euro or something weird. And her flight going home was Taffy. The name of the route was Taffy. Um, So her bio father's mother, so her bio grandmother was called Nana Taffy by all of the kids. Wow. And I Facebook messaged her when she was flying back and she said that she just started bawling. Mm, Like just the, it was just like the one kismet too much or enough to. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm, um, yeah. So wow. it's a, you know, like I said, I think a lot of people will probably find a lot of similarities to it, but there's a whole lot of uniqueness. Yeah. Wow. What, um, looking back o- over it, what do you, do you feel yeah. like you, there's things that you would have done differently? Do you have any regrets? I don't have any regrets because everything turned out so well. I think that if things hadn't turned out so well, I would definitely regret poking a bee's nest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I there because a lot of the things that I did are definitely not advisable. <laughs> and when you go to like, you know, the MP Facebook groups and stuff, you'll see a lot of that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Start asking questions. <laughs> right. Be very, very careful. Right. Right. Okay. And then the other question was, do you have everybody's permission? Because that was there was a lot of names getting there dropped. was a lot of names. I do have everybody's permission. But as I was saying it, I was definitely like, oh boy. <laughs> I just said a lot of names. <laughs> but I right. do. Okay. Um, I had posted on the group chat with everybody too. Thank you. And um, thanks yeah, for sharing like this, the the perspective of a daughter going through it. Um, which I think actually, I think there's more of you than we think we realize. I think there's a lot of you. Um, yes. And, and maybe, yeah, I'm sure not everybody's relationships weather it as well. Um, as you and your moms, but, um, it definitely could have taken a turn for the worse. (laughs) I'm glad it didn't. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Have a great weekend. Krista, 
please thank your family for allowing you to come on my show and be the family representative for this story. Um, please let them all know I would love to have any or all of them on my show to talk about their experiences um, within all of this. I love when I'm able to do that. I'm fascinated by the way that we can change the lens on one story by talking about different people's personal experience of it. That's another week of Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis, folks. Thank you so much for coming along with me on this journey. If you are new to your DNA discovery of your own and you're struggling to understand, might I suggest the process journal, Who Even Am I Anyway?, that is now available? I created this journal with thoughtful prompts and plenty of space for writing because I wished that I had it for myself when I was fresh to the MPE world, stumbling around in a place of existential crisis. That book is now available. Find it on paperback, hardcover, or Kindle on Amazon, or go to my website, www.everythingsrelativepodcast.com. Uh, find a link. That'll get you there. I know that I wrote it, so it's a very silly thing to say, but I highly recommend this book, no matter where you are in your NPE journey. Otherwise, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Everything's Relative Podcast so you can be up to speed on all the fun stuff we're doing over here. There's going to be some giveaways of the journal and some Patreon events. Speaking of Patreon, this podcast is listener supported. I can't do it if you can't support it, with um, even if it's just a tiny bit. So head on over to Patreon on my website to learn more. That's enough for now. I'll be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to Everything's Relative Podcast with Eve Sturgis. Please don't forget to put your cups in the dishwasher. Bye-bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Eve Sturgis and Kaylin Egan and edited by Joy Rumel. Logo designed by Ivy McNally and music is used with permission from Goodbye the Band. Eve is a licensed psychotherapist, but her podcast episodes are not therapy sessions. This is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.